Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, osmosis updates from the lab. Let's take a listen. Hello, scientists, and welcome to Updates from the Lab, a weekly Twitter space for osmosis. Every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. UTC. I'm Kevin Barry, and we'll be getting started in just a moment. Hello. Hey, how's it going, Sonny? uh going okay good i i know it's been it's been a very intense week i mean that's a loaded question yeah uh congratulations on a successful osmocon thank you um a lot of our team including me i think got sick after austin so a little bit under the weather right now i'm sorry to hear that is is it uh you got the uh covid19 or something else uh don't know the whole okay. at-home test came negative, but they're not fully reliable. Right, right. Also, it turns out that, you know, there's other things out there. <laughs> so, yeah. oh, man. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that, and I hope you uh, hope you feel better soon. Thanks. I, I believe we have uh, Worker B from the Asmosis Support Lab will be joining us a little bit. And uh, let's see. I mean... I certainly have questions about Osmocon. The the number one on my list here is what I believe you addressed in your uh, re- opening remarks at Osmocon, which is what was the bug and kind of what happened? Yeah, the bug. Um, I mean, basically, the the short version is every time you uh added uh liquidity to a pool it gave you f- about 50 percent more lp shares than you were supposed to get um and that basically gave you a higher percentage share of the pool than you were supposed to own and you know the deeper reason was it was it had to do with um the way we were calculating uh how much lp shares to give people uh basically it's a kind of complex where when you provide two assets, uh, because the ratio of assets you provide is not necessarily exactly at the same uh, ratio as the pool spot price. Um, and so there's like a calculation that you had to do. And basically, we accidentally calculated, we accidentally counted one side's uh, uh, twice. So um, yeah, that basically caused it. So you accidentally got a little bit slightly less than 50% as many LP sh- more LP shares than you're supposed to have. <coughs> but then what this means is that people were, you know, there was a number of people who like, you know, use, you know, who may have just, um, you know, used just joined pools since the upgrade 
uh, and got more LP shares than they were supposed to. But then there was a few people who like kind of exploited this bug. And what they were able to do was they would join a pool with some assets, get more LP shares than they were supposed to, and then withdraw and basically pull out more than they put in just then. And then they would just repeat this process and cycle it and <coughs> basically be able to get out a lot more assets from the, basically drain the pools of, uh, take assets from other people in the pools. Um, and yeah, so, so th that was basically the gist of the bug. Um, and yeah, so we were, yeah. Oh, no, I was just, I was, so that's certainly helpful. And, you know, the, it, when it was described, um, you know, and I, I think many of us saw the, some of the original Reddit, uh, post saying something's wrong here um it made sense uh at least what was happening with the ex the exploit and that some people were like oh this is a you know a money printer for me and um but i'm curious you know what happened within the testing and, and what was going on behind the scenes for the the majority of the the four days we were down if, if you could sort of pull back the curtain a bit and yeah so <clears throat> You know, I mean, this was a, the, you know, the bug was pretty simple and the, that was kind of like a bigger issue of like, why was this not caught in our testing? Um, so, you know, there's definitely a lot of work we have to do in like going to like revamp some of our development processes and testing. Um, we, you know, we basically in this upgrade, we had this like refactor to the AMM module uh, that the you know and there's like thing parts of the module that changed very heavily so like uh single-sided joins uh liquidity joins the, the you know though that had a sort of like a major refactor done to it uh and so we had like a lot of tests and stuff written for that but then we didn't have you know the greatest unit tests for something as simple as uh you know just testing single-sided joins um and then on top of that you know we didn't in sort of the rush to get this upgrade out prior to OsmoCon, we didn't go through like the normal, you know, we ne we never connected our front end to the uh, test net uh, and and had that like sort of full end to end testing there. So, you know, these are sort of things, you know, making sure we have proper full unit testing, um, as well as like you know proper end to end testing is where what we have to like make sure going forward. Um, you know what, what happened in the few days that it was offline you know basically it was we've, we we had found the bug pretty quickly uh and i had written a patch for that but then a lot of time just spent on sort of testing um making sure that you know making sure that there weren't any other bugs that in that refactor so we spent a lot of time like going through the rest of the refactor code writing more and more tests for it basically um and making sure there's not like other uh bugs that might be hiding in there um so yeah and then uh also just like making sure you know this is the first time osmosis has had like sort of like an emergency upgrade like this where it's like all the validators just sort of stopped running the nodes and then how do how do we make it so when they restart they uh don't sorry um what am i saying Make sure that like we can do a a, a restart because all the past upgrades have usually always been like, you know, using the software upgrade proposals or having like a a set 
halt time for the nodes. But this is this was like sort of the first proposal, first um, you know, sort of emergency upgrade. And so we wanted to make sure everything could like restart safely. And so that 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 that, that was a lot of like sort of Saturday. So it, the, the chain was down basically from like Tuesday night until Sunday morning. Um, but yeah, so th- that's sort of where the time went. Obviously, in that period as well, there was also OsmoCon uh, for one of those days. So that kind of uh, what was we also had to spend time on that as well. Of course, I mean that that was my first takeaway. It was like, well, the absolute best thing to do is pause. You're at this. We're at this event. So much has been, you know, time and energy invested in reaching out uh, and connecting to people. And I, I, I do hope. I mean, one of my questions it also is, um, a, you know, bro- on a broader, I guess, topic of the you know, OsmoCon, and will we be, you know, able to see more widely some of those presentations? I, I am curious about that because I felt like you showed that image of uh, I forget the year it was but the the ETH conference where the chain was down um and uh i, th- I thought that that was a, a good reference to history yeah that was uh devcon 2 uh in shanghai basically the infamous shanghai attacks was there was like a mispricing of certain opcodes on ethereum which ca- made it so like attackers could like basically spam the chain for very cheap and like effectively ddos the chain and so during devcon 2 the chain was basically like unusable and uh so yeah it was it it was kind of similar where like we had a down chain during our conference so i guess one i mean one question about the testing and i feel like you addressed this in in your um you know presentation at osmocon but do you think that some of the testing that you y'all the tests that y'all were writing for this upgrade and you're thinking about it is going to be sort of reusable or built into a a a new um i guess human protocol or or you know sequence of of preparations for upgrades yeah i think we need to have like a more you know this this upgrade the v v9 up was definitely a little bit rushed uh, it was more rushed than we normally do. It was a combination of trying to get it out before OsmoCon and making sure there's something that was usable. You know, it was it, this upgrade was the the AM memory factor was actually not even like sort of the main point of this upgrade. The main the main purpose of this upgrade was to get the token factory and um, interchain accounts enabled, so that way some of these uh, uh, Cosmosm DApps could start to deploy, um, and then so. Uh, yeah, we kind of, I think, um, and yeah, so I think we're here now. We Sonny, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt you here. You're, you're breaking up for me a little bit. Is anyone else hearing Sonny break up, or is that just me? Well, I don't know if anyone else is talking right now. It might now, just but... be now. Now I can hear you. It might just be me. Someone just requested. Okay, worker B. Uh, I thought I'd added him. Okay, I just right when you were saying the. Uh, you were describing something about the test net. I think it just you just went a little robot, but I can hear you now. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll basically we'll we'll be having a better playbook for for future upgrades to make sure things are available on test net for like longer. It has a front end that like community members can use. Um, we did 
you know, after, for the V10 upgrade, one thing we did was we 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 did like a code walkthrough with validators. Uh, we did a code walkthrough with them. Hey, here's the pieces of the code that have changed. Um, that gives sort of an opportunity for more people to understand the code a little bit better. Um, mm, okay, that's good. <clears throat> okay, well, so that yeah, I, I, that that sounds. I mean, that's kind of what we were and, and what I what I had gathered from the, the presentation was that this is going to inform. A, you know, a more comprehensive testing and, uh, um, I guess, practices, which, you know, it's never been a thing I was concerned about in the past. I, and to me, I don't, this is just my personal anecdotal, you know, having done live, live events and stand-up comedy and all this stuff, it's like that those, the demands <laughs> that that and public speaking and pr presentation has on people's mind and capacity is like, it's, it's pretty significant. Like it, it's a, it's a lot. So I think, you know, also just planning around those sorts of events can be probably helpful as well. But, um, all right, I'm talking too much. Is there, um, is there anything else that you, you feel like we should know about that? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, just, you know, the gen, so with the amounts that were taken, uh, you know, roughly about $5.5 million worth of assets were sort of taken from the pools sort of by exploiters. Um, and so of those, almost all of the major exploiters we've actually gotten in touch with, uh, and they have like agreed to re return the funds. Um, basically there's, yeah. So the, that, that's amazing. I just, I just want to say like, that's kind of amazing that people uh, are behaving in a you know conscientious manner. Like, I don't know. I'm surprised. I'm, yeah. Well done. Uh, the, the issue is one of the exploiters, um, they had taken uh, all of their, they, they basically had converted it all to atoms and then they took their atoms and converted it to ETH on SIP chain and then sent, but then they ended up losing like two thirds of the value in uh, slippage on SIP chain. Uh, so that basically is like unrecoverable funds at this point. Um, so that, so basically that um, amount will be sort of covered by the uh, the dev team fund to sort of you know make sure that you know all the users are are reimbursed fully in kind. Well, that's a very mensch thing to do uh, of the dev team, and I mean. I I know I'm whatever. Maybe people might think I sound like I'm blowing smoke, but like I, I just I do feel like this was a, a, a very an unfortunate bug. The fact that it didn't, we're lucky that it was not exploited more. And the, everything that y'all have explained in terms of responding to it with testing, reaching out to the exploiters and getting agreement, and then also making um, the LPRs whole with the strategic fund. It just across the board sounds like the best response that you, that one could have. So thank you for stepping up. Thanks. Yeah. So I don't know, still, still definitely a long few weeks ahead of us just to, you know, as we sort of uh, improve, you know, spend our time making sure we, we, we take the right learnings from this and start implementing them. For sure. I mean, you're all sick from the conference and stuff. It's going to take a little bit, you know, like you got to rest up and, but that's, yeah, that sounds like the right, 
definitely the right attitude. Um, we, we do have uh, worker B here. Uh, can, can we, um, can we bring him up just for a moment and then we can dive in and talk more about OsmoCon? Hey. Hey, what's up, Worker B? Welcome. What's going on? <clears throat> you know, we're um, just uh, going over the past <laughs> week of roller coaster activity. Um, so, I, I, Worker B, is, is it me or did you post on Reddit yesterday that the live 24 7 support site launched for Osmosis? Yeah. So, we, we finally got our site up, we're launched. Um, our widget is fully working. So if you do go to support.osmosis.zone, um, we got a little widget there where you can just be sure you're actually talking to an admin. No scammers can get in. Um, so anyone can ask a question there. No accounts needed. Just click a button and you're, you're good to go. <clears throat> we're, Congratulations, we're man. That's it, yeah, such a you. huge, I mean, I know it's a soft launch. It's not, there's not like a support button yet on the, on the osmosis front end but like i went to the site i wrote a whole article about what the site was going to be and it's it works it's all there like it's we were when whatever when we founded this uh, support lab back in i guess last november uh yeah this was always from the very beginning uh, part of that vision was we need to have a, a site in a in a place where people can talk to uh our staff that's you know it's not like telegram or something where they're going to get hit up by scammers so it's really, yeah. anyway, really, really huge accomplishment for, for you and everyone who's been from the support lab. So congratulations. Yeah, definitely. The team's been working hard on this. Um, you know, and like you said, too, you know, it's, it's kind of annoying, like on Reddit, on Telegram, on Discord, it's like immediately, don't answer scammers, don't answer scammers. And it's just a nonstop battle. So, you know, we're really hoping that this changes things. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if there's, a, if there's anything else, I mean, certainly that was kind of one of the, the the tip of the spear, you know, when we were originally thinking of it was just like, we need to have a, a clean cha a channel that just is not exploitable. Um, is there anything that you want to let people know about uh, the site or any of the, the features other than yeah. that? Yeah. So the site, uh, it does have tutorial videos. So anyone who's like getting friends or family or trying to get anyone into osmosis, um, there is full extensive videos broken down into parts. Um, it'll take you all the way from an exchange to osmosis, just making swaps, staking, going into LP pools. Um, there's also written articles that are going to be there, some written FAQs, and then also some information on the OSL. So if anyone's interested in learning about the OSL, um, all of our admins are listed there, uh, a little bit of history of how we came to be as well as all the uh, manager staff, if, if anyone needs to reach out for any reasons such as that. Yeah, I, I like that, um, the, the different sections. Um, and I, I, I didn't notice this before when I was writing the, the medium about it, but that there's, a, there's an apply for grant section in this little this hamburger menu at the top that kind of takes you to the ecosystem. So it's cool that it, it sort of can steer people to different, um, potentially valuable aspects of the community. So really, really well done. And yeah, I look forward to seeing, uh, yeah, seeing people's reactions to it and seeing it. it are, are you getting, can you give us any sense of how much, I mean, it's, I know it's a super soft launch, but like, have, have there been chats, any chats yet or are people dipping their, getting their, uh, toes wet? Yeah. Um, 
So we actually kind of soft launched maybe a couple weeks ago, uh, more so on the social media side. So we can actually respond to social media posts. We can respond to a chat widget. Um, you know, we can kind of get the whole range just from this one interface. And so I think there's been something like 60, 60 calls coming through since we did our soft launch. Um, and then now that we've got the actual chat widget up, we've been getting some people, you know, maybe one or two an hour coming in and it's just super nice and comfortable to actually use as far as from the admin side. Um, I tried my best to like put all of our resources right there on a bar on the side. And so it's like everything we need is just right there to answer. That's great. I mean, it, it's, it's that it's being used. And, uh, and the, so the social media stuff is so then like people who message on Twitter or, or those, those things get forwarded. I'm, I'm actually having someone come in right now. I'm responding to them. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> well, I might have to, maybe we'll have, we'll have to come check back in, uh, you know, once, once the, uh, I guess the hard launch, I don't know if the, the launch launch happens, but um, again, congratulations. And, and anybody who's listening, I mean, uh, what we will, I'll post the link to, but it's support.osmosis.zone uh, takes you to the support site and, um, just everybody who, who contributed to it, I, I hats off. I'm really yeah, excited. Thank you. Yeah, sure thank to you. Tell all the team. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, if if you if you can hang around uh, once you <laughs> address any things that we might want to check in about with your experiences at, at Osmocon, if you're if you're around, so please. Oh yeah, please. I definitely can. Uh, we okay. have we we do have staffing going for this already. Okay, um, great. <laughs> so I'm just kind of watching it, making sure everything's going right. But yeah, gotcha. other people are in there. Um, okay, so on that note, um, I guess I mean I go open this up to Sunny. Uh, we we haven't done the up the formal updates. I'm not sure if they're they're you know there's been a lot worked on. So Sunny, if you if you do have the formal updates, we can hit those. Um, um yeah, I mean right now I I don't think I have too many updates uh, at the moment. Um, Totally fine. Uh, yeah, most yeah. Right now, most of sort of the focus is on getting the uh, getting the recovery funds distributed, um, and then you know all the videos from. I mean, in a way, I guess like all the OsmoCon videos sort of will be the updates. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll uh, we should be hopefully able to get those videos live on YouTube um, pretty uh, within a pretty soon. So. Uh, I don't know the exact timing yet for that. I've talked to the video production company, uh, but yeah, a uh, lot, lot of cool stuff was presented at the uh, at, at OsmoCon. So excited for, to have those sort of publicly viewable by everyone. For sure. I mean, that was kind of my next question. Was just uh, well, what, what was your favorite presentation at at OsmoCon? Hmm. Um, I would say pro. I I, I definitely really like uh, John Patton's. Uh, Wasmo NFTs one. Uh, I think he did a really good job at like putting them, putting it in context and not, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, putting it in this larger narrative of like, oh, yes, I mean, it's not just like a random NFT drop, but like why this is so important and like tying it into like identity systems and things like that. So uh, I really like his talk quite a bit. Um, the the uh Mar the mars protocol demos were pretty cool uh i like i like the talk from the dora team 
uh, kind of showing off like how they're thinking about building a cross-chain native explorer. Um, yeah, th th there's a bunch of really cool ones. Great. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard about the Dora uh, presentation. And so I look forward to seeing those videos uh, once they're, uh, they're posted. Uh, I'm assuming they'll be on the Osmosis YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. Great. Um, are there any other, and, and I guess, um, worker B, did you have a favorite presentation or, you know, any other takeaways from OsmoCon slash consensus 2022 that, that could be helpful uh, for us who weren't able to be there? Yeah. Um, when I got to OsmoCon, I, I knew there was going to be a lot of terror devs there. Um, but when we actually showed up and then it was like the greater Cosmos community, that was pretty awesome to see, um, to get to talk to everyone and see like where everyone's minds are at. Um, I know with a lot of terror devs, they all kept joking. Like Sony said, we can, uh, go public when on our terms, you know, so we'll, we're working on that. But I do know Apollo Dow is on the actual ecosystem page. Um, we got into a pretty good conversation with them, especially being on the DAO side ourselves. You know, we're always looking to upgrade the tooling and the resources we have. Um, so I just really enjoyed like talking to the different devs and and like hearing about, you know, so much focus on zero knowledge proof, um, so much focus on applications that are using API functions. So that's more integrated into people who are even uh, non-crypto users, still being able to like make use of the technology out here. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this was when I was imagining what was going to be valuable about OsmoCon. I mean, to me, that those kinds of exactly those conversations, like talking talking to the different teams, Terra Devs, Cosmosis community, getting knocking heads together, um, and learning from each other, seeing you know where where there are synergies and. And, you know, that's, that's like, that's how people build. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially um, being able to have all the chains there. Like, um, someone I met was, made this app that you can, instead of going through blockchain technology, they just have this app for NFTs. And so all you have to do is take a photo and then click Mint. And it'll call to APIs through the back end. It'll go to a list of different chains. And uh, you can actually mint an NFT that way. And they had like legal funding off ramp. So any money that you needed to spend, you can actually spend with Fiat. And immediately I was like, you guys need to talk a secret. You got to get, you know, encryption at the core NFTs and start implementing that technology. And so it was cool to just like walk across a room, go get the guys that secret, be like, come back over here, talk with these guys. Yeah. I mean, once you start describing that stuff, like the crazy pivots I'm imagining that are possible are. It's it's a it's going to be a matter of figuring out what you know what people really value what they really want to do with the technology, um, and uh, yeah, and I, and I also yeah I just the fact to me that Osmosis has fostered this kind of a community uh, as a platform you know and and allowed the people to actually use it the utility is real you know like you go on log in connect the wallet trade the experience all that stuff it's like you do need firm ground to stand on. So um, it's very, um, I know this was an intense last minute live event to do. And um, 
yeah, I'm grateful to you and everybody else who went out there and, and really like doubled down. Yeah, I, I can say too, consensus. Um, we also had consensus kind of back to back. Um, OSL and OMM was already planning on going to that. So it was kind of nice that we were super prepped for that. Um, but it was a cool perspective on just how much people recognized osmosis and how mm. much they actually loved it. You know, I remember back when I started in November, people would come in and be like, um, you know, up here, I have no idea what this is. And I'd be walking them through from square one. Yeah. Uh, everyone, it seemed like majority of people I was meeting was already like, I'm using osmosis. I love it. I want to learn more what's coming in the future. That's um, great. Yeah. It was, it was a really nice experience. Yeah. Cause I, I remember when we went to DecentralCon in Miami beach or Miami, uh, last, uh, I think, I guess it was December. Um, it was, there were a lot of people, I have specific memories of people coming from Solana. Uh, they're like, we're Solana boys or whatever it was. And they were like, so what is this? Like, we've heard something, we've heard rumblings. Like they hadn't even really used the decks. Um, and, and there were definitely people who were fans of osmosis already for sure. But there was a lot who were like, it was on their awareness. It was on their radar. And they were like, okay, now I really, I've heard, really cool thing, really great things. Show me. Um, so to hear people that you're getting that experience of people like, Oh no, no, I know what it is. I'm using it, but what's coming? Like, what else can I do? What am I like? That's exactly the, that's the kind, that's the way that you want the user story to go. Um, so we're, I'm grateful, you know, we're, we're lucky that, um, that it's doing that. And that's just to me a sign that the product product is being built and updated and maintained in such a way that, that people, you know, sticking around yeah yeah we're definitely making noise a lot of people are like yep i, I heard of osmosis i heard of the cosmos um basically everyone has this general idea that like we can host you know an exchange for everything and, and we can do it through decentralized means that's really good i mean that's really good to hear um is there was there anything else so so that so that your main i'm just going to feed this back to you but like one of the main takeaways from consensus was that you know kind of being surprised or just recognizing how, how popular osmosis was there, you know, how much attention it was attracting. And that, that was kind of a, one of the big takeaways. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Was there anything else that, that you saw there or I don't know, presentations or anybody else you encountered or anything that, that was, uh, that stood out? Um, I guess another pretty cool thing was, um, as far as the builders go, you know, a lot of people were building their own chains and they were doing, you know, so many different things for different chains. And a lot of them wanted to come over and just straight up ask, how do I get on osmosis? I I realized you guys are going to be important. I'm building my own chain. What do I need to do to get my coin there? Yeah, that's a, that is an important question. I think we got, we were getting that back you know, it, in, in the first essential con as well was like, people were like, how do I get on? Who do I message? What do I do? Um, that's a good, that's a good question to be, to hear. Hey, sorry about that. I don't know what just happened. Hey, Kevin, are you still there? I don't know what happened. I, I think I requested to speak and then you, someone added me as a host and it got, whatever. Uh, uh, sorry about that, folks. I guess we, we were talking about the OsmoCon and then, um, you know, I don't know what, what happened. I, I'm, I'm going to blame Amazon Web Services. But, um, but 
uh, it was, it sounds like as an event, it was helpful overall. Uh, and I, I do look forward to seeing the presentations. Yeah, should be fun. And then, um, you know, uh, also in my keynote, I also talked a, bit, a bunch about like sort of some of the stuff that uh, coming soon to osmosis as well. So, yeah, you know, uh, take a look, look at that once that's out, but more like sort of concentrated liquidity style stuff. Um, you know, definitely a big focus on like new UX and like, like, like you know, making sure AuthZ is being used in more way, more powerful ways. Can you can you give us a a, a you know a, a primer on AuthZ or, or you know like what what is that exactly? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so AuthZ is basically it's a um, function in the Cosmos SDK. Now it's a module that allows you to delegate certain functions to another to another key account. Um, so, for example, if anyone's used restake.app, uh, that's actually done mostly using AuthZ, where you know they can comp they will compound your staking reward because you you give their uh, account the ability to do actions on behalf of your account, but you can limit the actions that you can they can do on behalf of your account. So you could do um, so you could basically delegate say, hey, their key can only do withdraw 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 rewards and delegate uh, messages. That's all that they can do and they can't do anything else. And so, you know, you don't have to worry about them like running away with your money or anything like that. But because of that, they can sort of automatically do your compounding on a daily basis just using this AuthZ function. Um, you, and then, so, but you know, we can, uh, this AuthZ thing is very powerful. You can use it for a lot more things. Um, so for example, uh, one thing that we want to be able to do is make it so you know, you can have these like sort of hot, hot session keys where, uh, you know, what, let's say the first time you log into the Osmosis, you know, you connect wallet, um, it will create a new key just in your browser that you can use for like trading, but it, it, it can be limited on how much it can trade. So it could basically be like, hey, this, this hot key uh, can trade, you know, only up to a maximum of five percent of your portfolio uh but anything more than that it has to you know get in it, it has to go through kepler again but but this way by using that we can make it the ux sort of much more seamless where you know we don't have to worry about uh you don't you know you don't have to like sign with kepler or your ledger every single transaction because you have this like uh key in the browser that can do all the signing and then you know the key can be also like time limited where it can like stop working after a certain amount of time or uh, anything like that. So sorry, my, my brain is bothering you right now. I'm not sure if this explanation is making much sense. No, it does. It does make sense, Sonny. And um, thank you for describing it. I, I really, really, I love this idea. I mean, I, you know, we have to see what the kind of user appetite is for, for these features, but to me, you're hitting that that hits at the heart of the trading experience where it's like how can we make this more human like a fit to our lives like you know you might want to set a block of time like i'm going to trade for an hour or what have you with x amount of capital mm -hmm. people 
I, I, I personally, this may be speak for myself. I believe that we, it, having tools to help us set boundaries around these things so that we can use them the way that we want to is, um, is wise, you know, cause like we've seen how, you know, apps and in, the internet and, you know, social apps and stuff can like just, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh spiral, um, or the doom scrolling or what have you. And I think like building tools that are like conscientious about like, Hey, this is, this helps you use the, the decks the way you want to, to me, that's like, I don't know. It's, it's huge mm-hmm. from my perspective. Um, I, I also just do want to say that from the, the video, I felt like you, you did a really good job of, I'm just selling this, to, I'm preaching to the choir here, but to people who haven't seen it um, from, from, you know, from your presentation, a really good job of, of like encapsulating kind of where, what, what osmosis has done over the past year. It's been almost, almost at the one year mark and it's, it's not insignificant. Like it's, there's a lot, um, there are there are major firsts there, there's a lot of growth uh packed in um and yeah and, and then seeing you lay out the focus on safety um and and limits and 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 also on sort of ecosystem uh the incubate incubator concept i'm doing this off the top of my head but i took a bunch of notes about it but like yeah really really well thought out you know here's what where we've been here's here's where we are with a bug. Here's what we've, where we've been. Um, and here's where we're going. Uh, to me, it's like very, very well laid out. And yeah, I look forward to seeing people's um, responses to that. Thanks. Um, we open the floor to questions maybe. Yeah, I think we should. I, I know I have one from, uh, the community that I want to put out maybe to spark it. Um, mm-hmm. if I may, uh, this is, I think this is from White Marlin, but it was just a question about like, you know, can we address the Cosmwasm integrations? You know, which ones have already happened? What's coming down the road and when? I think some people don't know if there's things that are using Cosmwasm. It's not clear yet. Um, and obviously we've had some, you know, speed bumps here, but like, you know, that, that was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, there so there's no Cosmosm stuff that's live on mainnet right now. Uh, there's a number of things that are sort of running on testnet at the moment. So I know the Apollo team has already deployed some stuff to testnet. The um, uh, Ion DAO is already deployed on testnet. There might be a couple other projects that have also started deploying things on testnet. Um, I imagine that we're going to start to see the first mainnet deployments in the coming weeks, probably either the Apollo DAO or Ion. Uh, the Apollo safes or ion DAO folks will probably be, uh, you know, the first to deploy to mainnet. Um, so yeah, we'll have a governance, you know, they'll, they'll put up a governance proposal. I think the Apollo safe folks already put something up on Commonwealth. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you can, those, we'll start to see those first deployments in coming, coming weeks. Great. Yeah. And, and, and absolutely. Uh, Anyone who has questions now is a good time. Please chime in. We got one request. Got a few requests. Great. Okay. Yes. Welcome, Nico. Welcome. Thank you for giving me the opportunity once again. I have a bit of a forward-looking question. I was digging into various regulatory packages that the FATF and the European Union are sort of trying to push through and well, one of those packages has a very interesting clause, a very interesting provision 
it's essentially they're trying to mandate the verification of transactions from and to unhosted wallets. Uh, so unhosted meaning MetaMask, Cosmos Station, Kepler, you name it. Uh, unaware if this goes through, um, but it seems to have rallied some support. And so my question is somewhat regulatory. Is there is there a, is there a plan to address this? Naturally, this is this is going to be about a two year period because legal frameworks move slowly. Um, but if this goes through, it's uh, it's 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 kind of GG. It's it, it's looking pretty bleak. Not a lot, um, not a lot of other things in those regulations, you know, that are that are sort of cause for concern. But this is specifically the the TRF regulation proposed by the FedF, the Financial Action Action Task Force Committee, and it's it's really going to impact Europe, all of it, essentially. Um, so I'm just curious whether there's someone in the back end of of Osmo looking into this. Um. Yeah, so I mean, I've I've heard about this. Um, I mean, one thing is that FATF is not really like, you know, a regulatory body, sort of like an advisory body that sort of just makes recommendations. It's unclear whether that any of this will get turned into like any sort of law or anything like that. But I mean, generally, um, you know, it's not like this doesn't really have an impact on what the chain does. If anything, this would basically make you know, uh, it's something that wallet providers would have to comply with. So if you are using a custodied wallet or a hosted wallet, then, you know, there might be limitations on how, like, which accounts you can send to that it has to be to another hosted wallet. But, you know, in osmosis, I guess most users are already using um, uh, self-custodied wallets, basically. I don't know if anyone's actually used using any sort of hosted wallet or anything yeah, that's, like that. that's 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 the problem the, the regulation already faces um it, it's about unhosted wallets so they're targeting self-custodied wallets the privacy preserving aspect is what's being targeted here and and you're right that the fatf aren't really a regulatory body but you know, they're, they're 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 capable of lobbying this into law and the trf regulations have already entered uh, some very serious discussions Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is really a cause for concern because it's 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 you know it's really average average people like me that they're, they're going to get shafted, um, and you know being able to being able to collect liquidity, providing rewards, and then compounding through staking, um, regardless of what price action does right now, is is you know it's kind of a cheat code in life. <laughs> it's just a financial cheat code, and so this breaks that. So this these these regulations sort of break that and and I understand it's a future question. It's a question essentially for like twenty twenty four, but I think you know I'm raising it right now because I don't really see a way out of it, at least. I don't see anyone lobbying on our side. I don't see anyone supporting DeFi. I think DeFi is sort of crumbling old under its own weight and leverage and other things. So that's really my question. Yeah. Um you know, I mean we uh, you know, I mean, Osmosis Foundation, we are contributors to Coin Center, uh, who are sort of, at least on in the US, they're one of the main lobbying firms. Um, and so, you know, we are, we're, we're, we're doing whatever we can to help with, with these things. But basically, I mean, we're, 
just keeping our eye to the pavement or our ear to the pavement and like you know being very you know i don't know there's not too much that we can really do about it right now other than sort of wait and see what what, what sort of regulations come down the pipeline just as a, as a, as a small follow-up uh, have you considered joining joining the blockchain for europe initiative it's uh, it's it's comprised mostly out of other projects um, such as Fetch AI, for example, and, and Cardano, and just other projects that might be different technically, but philosophically, and in terms of spirit, they represent the same thing. So is that something that you've considered? Uh, I haven't looked into it. About it, you could just DM me some information on. You can take a look at it. Yeah, no worries. I can do that. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for your question, Nico. Obviously, regulations are a big, a big question mark. Um, I was, I'm glad to hear that uh, I didn't know the foundation was contributing to Coin Center, so that's that's good to know. And uh, yeah, of, of, in terms of the things that are within our control, in my understanding of the system, the lobbying is kind of the one, it's the one lever that we have. So um, the yeah, if there are more questions, uh, absolutely, we're here for it. Hi. Um, my hey. name is Toggle. Nice Welcome. to talk to you all. Um, so I've been pretty active over the last couple of weeks in both the Discord and in the governance forums. And I know that because of the Terra situation um, that we lovingly call it, um, there was a lot of talk on the governance forums, particularly about um, essentially a uh, like a written canonical type document on what actions we as a chain should take during, say, let's say a Terra situation. And then in reflecting on the chain halt, which, by the way, I do want to congratulate everyone who involved. Um, it gave me such confidence in um, essentially being a part of not only the community, but also financially involved, um, because the responsibility taken upon the devs and the validators was just very heartening to see when we have so many terrible examples um, of how it could go um so essentially my question is is uh, from the dev perspective and from the upper echelons of osmosis uh perspective what is the thought on working towards creating that canonical type document to make sure that both the community and the devs and the validators essentially know their battle stations when a situation arises yeah can, can you tell me a little bit more about like what the, what kind of what, what what this document would entail so um on my um i i actually posted something regarding um this called the egads because it was just a funny um word at the time but basically emergency discussion and governance um emergency governance and discussion protocol or something to that effect. Um, but basically, you know, what the, it would entail what the devs promise to do, what um, action should be taken on the um, end of say governance protocol, 
governance proposals that should be released say it's a chain that has a high amount of liquidity in osmosis and it's very clear things are going to be crashing around them what steps should we take what kind of proposals should be going out simply because during terra there was a lot of discussion happening all at once and a lot of conflicting but similar ideas and essentially just having a document of like okay well I know every situation is different, but here's some general good idea outlines of what to do when, you know, shit hits the fan. Yeah, I think, uh, th- yeah, I think this makes sense. The, the EGAD one, is, was that the one that was about, like, the faster governance voting period? Not exactly faster, but essentially creating a... Um, uh, creating like a community subcommittee type thing in which um, we would do research on what has been effective in the past with other blockchains, what kind of suggestions could be made, and then bringing that to governance votes for each kind of um, bullet point, let's say, on it to have full community and validator and dev consensus on this is what we want our document to look like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think having a little bit more, you know, I was uh, there in the telegram groups when the whole Terra situation was going on and and it was sort of pure chaos. Um, So having some like game plan, like plans in the work, plans for like when things go up in the like go to shit uh you know it's not pure chaos and that you know people sort of have an idea of like okay what are what are the steps to be done um i think that's really i think that makes a lot of sense uh i think one thing that would actually would actually help as well going forward is we need a way of um uh of continuing of, of doing governance even when the chain is offline because this yes. is actually sort of something we ran into this upgrade or this period as well, where there was like certain decisions that, you know, it would have been nice to get input from governance on um, before, but we couldn't really do that because the chain itself was offline and there was no voting system. Um, We were considered, one of the things we were considering was starting up the chain again, just with governance enabled and nothing else. uh, So that way we could do that. Another option is like, you know, potentially using something like the Cosmos Hub as a place to do governance uh, voting, even when the, uh, you know, having a way for Osmosis governance to uh, do votes via the Cosmos Hub, um, where the chain is offline, or even using like some sort of off-chain tool, something, you know, in Ethereum, they use something called Snapshot very often. They use it mostly because gas costs for voting are too expensive on Ethereum. But it also is nice because Snapshot works even when the chain is offline. So I think um, having having something like that, I think, would also be important because that kind of gives a little bit more clarity into what, you know, how the governance of the chain wants to proceed even when the chain is offline. Thank you. And I honestly, um, I looked into Snapshot a little bit before coming into the Cosmos ecosystem, and it makes sense, especially since the way that they've tooled their their tool is you could essentially make 
you're already bringing a completed discussion and vote to the chain and therefore it brings gas costs down significantly which i mean we all know ethereum's gas prices are too darn high yeah yeah this is a great question and i mean thank you for for presenting and i I look i want to look at the egad proposal i haven't seen that but i I think that like what sunny what you mentioned about you have off-chain governance it it's a very it's a good observation learning from other people's mistakes or you know tribulations is smart um so yeah i I forget what it was something else i was gonna say but yeah yeah it's really um oh what i want to say was that i feel like in some ways the behavior that has happened uh, from the validators from from the, the the dev team has been it's almost like a it would make sense to codify it in some way and be like look can we i think just just to have understanding all the way around like look we've learned these are these are what things that we've learned from these you know past events and looking forward and this is how we intend to respond in the future you know i think that helps just to have everyone on the same page yeah did that does that make sense sorry one more time i mean does it does it make sense to you know try to cut i don't know codify or put in a document like look this is how we responded to these you know we have the terra uh, collapse the bug or the, these things and like these are these are ways that we plan to you know use these some of these tactics going forward and mm-hmm. you know add these other ones just so you know we are building our plan from our experience yeah, I think that I think uh, you know having sort of a better report on you know I, I, we're definitely going to have like a report on like um, you know sort of timeline of events with this bug, uh, and that can serve as like a document that can help in the future or you know help other projects as well. Um, and then yeah, sort of like you know codifying some sort of like you know uh, something that can help. You know, like I said, I, I you know, in the times of emergency, it is important to remain a little bit flexible and not be too uh, covered, like you know, yeah, bureaucratic on like, oh, this is what the what the wrote what the plan says, but like you know, just some guidelines of like, okay, here are some general things to make sure that like you know, it's just not pure chaos. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, taking from if it if it works to have that flexibility then just say, you know, we want to preserve that. Um, that worked, you know, being able to turn on a, on a dime in this. But also, you know, we, you know, the, the capture of bugs are having a ways of reporting them other than just on Reddit or, you know, there, there's things where it's like, it also, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm, that, the, the, yeah, the post on Reddit, that thing, that part, yeah, this is, you know, one of, one of the big mistakes as well, where we need, you know, we need to have a proper sort of bug disclosure uh, place that's not posting publicly on Reddit. Um, so we'll 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 come up with a plan for that as well. I think worker be mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say you guys could definitely come in to support Um Those are all private channels, and then we could just take it straight to the dev team from behind there. I mean, I like that idea. Hey, uh, Sonia, I still wanted to bring up the idea of like um, an accelerated speed governance. So, like in an extreme emergency almost being able to have a governance prop pass within like two hours or something so that, you know, we can take concise direction. 
Um, I'm not sure exactly how to implement something like that, though, but I just wanted to hear like your thoughts on that. I believe that uh, the, this something around those lines did get implemented. Um, it's not in the live version right now, but I think, yeah, after the whole Terra situation, I think uh, Bez from our team actually did work on adding like sort of an expedited governance process as well. So hopefully that's that'll awesome. be in the following, following upgrade or sometime soon. Did, didn't we get an, an update to like variable governance uh, voting periods? Yeah, that, I think that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. That's what Bez added. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're in, moving in that direction. Um, but, it, you know, if something like this, something like Snapshot were implemented, you know, we could, it would seem that maybe that, that could, you know, it, it could contain that or, yeah. yeah. The Snapshot is more just so it's for when the chain is not working, then there's still a way for governance to happen. Right. So it's a, a tool of last resort. Yeah. Okay, do, do we have any other uh, questions? All right. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, I, I do have one, one question oh. from someone. Sure. Um, they were talking about the, uh, the compensation drop for the bug. Mm -hmm. Someone was asking, um, is it going to be compensated in value price or is it going to be compensated in exact token? Uh, it's going to be an exact token. So it's going to... You know, we're, we're, we're finding the exact amount of token that each person, that each user was lost at the time of the, at the time of the halt. And it's going to be sort of compensated in that. Okay. That sounds awesome. All right. Uh, this has been uh, informative and insightful. Thanks for the uh, questions from the community. And thanks, Sonny. I hope you feel better. Um, and uh, I guess we, we will be back next week. If anyone has lingering questions or thoughts please uh you know hit me up or hit up our support staff and um and let us know so we can try to do our best to address them next week and have a great rest of your day thank you thanks take care everyone bye everybody thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was osmosis updates from the lab recorded on wednesday june 15th 2022 for terraspaces.org i'm finn Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Itchy and grimy, staying alive when the virus took over and showed us how to die. First it started out with a little coffin fit. Next thing you know, getting fitted for a coffin shit. Break out the Sunday best, breaking runaway sweats. Like a funhouse mirror, making fun of these pets. Are we done yet? Just five more minutes. Make the decision to pull the plug and let's get dinner. Winter spinning dizzy round a thin in circle. Hair trigger slipping, so much for keeping it surgical. Disintegrate that micro, finger on the Lysol. Kicking doors in but never find the right stall The bark is worse than the bite, y'all dishonest Liars lying about how big their lion is Cage rattled, I gotta keep the flow hypnotic So I stole this tiger shirt from Joe Exotic The tiger should be here tomorrow Meow Gift baskins from a secret admirer Acting like you ain't the one to get fed to the tiger 
one false move One little slip up, get your guts ripped up Drunk off the stigma, funky with my pimp cup The dude abides, missing a couple teeth But that's by design Friendly reminders to make better decisions Keeping that distance, preventing collisions The business end of this beast is all teeth All week, we'll call you so don't ever call me Wrapped up in the lines, feeling kinda sorry Switching it up from alarm to alarming Whether or not it's balmy Laying by the palm trees My favorite time kicking it with the fall breeze Living like the king of this redneck ghetto Waiting for the day I get my Netflix special Ladies and gentlemen, before you hear it on the news I'm gonna tell you myself About an hour ago we had an incident Where one of the employees stuck their arm through the cage And a tiger tore her arm off I can give you your money back Or I can give you a rain check I want to come back at another day. What do you want me and Paul to do right now? Do chores. Chores. Be safe. Okay. Do not stick your hands in any cages. Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa? Can you play that one Sci-Fi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I was son, at the I remember a time. And it's Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed, when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. 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 That's the best bet. Uh-uh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys. Though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can't give you a full breakdown. Um, just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. Oh my god, you guys, I, I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of Your Exit Liquidity, in association with We All Love to Hear Ourselves Talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. <laughs>